This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. We talked about this. So when you start adding up the pieces and you say, hey, what do we have if you do trade him away and if you don't get a superstar in return, which I don't know what the value is. I know he's a max guy, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a star in return. No. The point is, what do you have? And I don't want to start over. Remember, guys, uh, we love what DeJounte Murray's doing. It's taken a long time for him and Trey to coalesce in the backcourt. And the only beef that uh, the GM, the former GM had was, hey, I like the piece, but it's too much of an ask. This is Dukes and Bell. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. More on our Hawks coming up. 20 minutes, you'll hear Kyle Korver, assistant general manager. Hmm. Man, this weekend was a lot of fun. It wasn't fun for me. I'll share this. Um, If you've ever had food poisoning, it's the worst. And it happened to me literally Sunday. I do the national show till 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And I finished, went and got breakfast, Mike, at home. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I used. I don't know, like, what was bad, what was old, spoiled, whatever. And about 30 minutes later, my stomach was, and I'm like, hmm, that doesn't feel right. And the rest of the day, I was wiped. Were you cooking with lard or something? I, 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 I was done. Well, here's the deal. So I started backtracking. What did I have Saturday night? What, what did I eat Saturday? Because you never know how this stuff affects you from a time standpoint. But literally, it crushed me all day Sunday. Um, I was, I was telling Bo, I literally was in the bed Sunday between the bed and the bathroom. Sorry. Uh, all day. Mm. And then woke up like late, or I guess early Monday morning, which is the holiday. And I'm like, okay, I got to get going. Oh! Can't get going. Right. So it's all exits. All. Oh. So then I'm literally Monday. I'm just like, okay, got to get, I got to get some electrolytes in my body. I'm right. I need an IV is what I need. <laughs> and so uh, about 12, because there was a Skyhawks game yesterday, and I had to do, um, and, and I was just, I was beat, man. I, I I don't wish that on anybody. If you've had food poisoning, it's the, mm. like, it just shuts you down. No, I mean, the good news is you look thinner. Thank you. 
and I have lost you weight. See, you see it in your cheeks. I have lost. Well, this you know what? This may spark my weight loss. I will say this, this may spark. I know it's. A, no, it's a, <laughs> I got to be honest. When I came back from uh, Dominican one time, and I had Pedro the parasite yeah, in there, yeah. and I had like a tapeworm. Yeah, I mean the, the worst part was the the process, but you did. I did lose fifteen pounds the hard way. No, it's it's the worst. So what do you think? You think it was some food and uh, left out? Man, or? no. I I I think. Um, listen, there's a lot, there's a lot of speculation going on in the house because I was like, is your wife trying to poison you? I, I was like, thing. I told Michelle, throw that out, throw the oil out, throw the. I was like, throw this, but I don't know. Honestly, uh, it, it mm. wasn't like I had something out of the norm, but I, it had to be something that was spoiled. So, Oof. anyways, uh, I don't wish on anybody. No, no it's, the it's the worst. Yeah, well, hang in there, big guy. You Thank look, you. you look svelte. You look svelte. Silly man. <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys had a great weekend. Hey, let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with, with the dogs. The dog report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, I want you to hear Kirby because listen, this was a celebration over the weekend. We are going to talk about the tragedy that happened because it was just that. I mean, you go from such a high to hearing the news on Sunday about what had happened. Mm. And what has happened to Devin Willock and Chandler LaCroix, uh, two young folks who have lost their lives. But at the parade, Mike, it was all joy. It was excitement and dog fans just enjoying the moment of another championship. Who would have thought you'd be here back to back? Yeah, and it was so cool to hear Mary Beth. Kirby's wife was on with the steakhouse. They were up at the grindhouse, by the way. Yep. Sandra and everybody in the crew. And it was a fun. I was listening to some of the broadcasts. It was having a blast up there. It's just like we did last year. And you're at all that celebration and exaltation and just, and then, you know, like most people, you got the news on from the AJC.com or you saw it on Sunday morning and you're like, oh man. And, and, and there's really, as we said, there's, what, there's nothing you can say and they're, they're going to continue the investigation, but just an absolute tragedy. And the uh, funeral arrangements, uh, by the way, there's an article from Channel 2, uh, are, have been made. And uh, she's from Tacoa and just loved by everyone. Uh, Miss LaCroix was just, I mean, every, everything you've read about her anecdotally from friends and people in the organization and the athletic department, just, you know, nothing but positive things about her. So Kirby was talking about, uh, you know, winning. And this is what he was saying, Mike, that, that you know, about uh, David Pollock hadn't picked him to win. Remember we had Pollock on the show, and I, I said to Pollock, I was like, this goes back to last year. I was like, well, what about winning next year? He was like, you're greedy. This is what it's about. But at the end of the day, it was a fun day for dog fans. It was a fun day. And I'm talking about Saturday. It was a fun day for everybody that went. We were just talking out there in the, in the, uh, in the bullpen, and we were talking about the fact that, um, you know, there were people who showed up, Mike, at the bookstore wanting gear, and the line was around the corner because they wanted that back-to-back gear, which, you know, it's listen, if you, you can find it, I know, yeah. but, it, but they wanted it that day, and, and everybody was in line to get it. So, Fun day, man, but let's hear from Kirby. This is a special group. These young men, most of them, sat on this stage last year. And every one of them took advantage of a hell of an opportunity in front of them when everybody in the country, I didn't have one guy, not even our very own David Pollock, that said this group would even make the playoffs. They had something different in mind. <laughs> and by the way, mm-hmm. uh, Kirby went on the podcast with uh, Ernie and Charles Barkley yeah. and said that audio that was released was not from the national championship game. Now, we did not play it. Um, it was it was too much to clean up. Mm-hmm. But he said that was from a game previous years 
Like, that wasn't even what he said in the national championship game. And he said, I, I, I was getting calls from my players, and he was talking to Ernie and, and Charles Barkley, and they were like, that's not even my best speech, <laughs> which I love. He was like, <laughs> players are like, Coach, that they didn't, even, they didn't even play your best one. So, either way, if you've heard that, I know it was out there, and we had talked about it. And, you know, again, for some people, you might be taken back, but this is football. And at the end of the day, Kirby's like, that's not what I said before the national championship game. Yeah, so they're trying to figure out, was that before the LSU game, or was it a regular season SEC game? I don't know. I get. A, I don't know. I, I'm 54. I never got farther than high school football, but I still get a kick out of hearing those things. I get motivated. I love hearing that stuff. I mean, as we said, some folks you hear the cussing. They get. Everybody's got their own sensibilities about that. But I always. I a good one of those gets me fired up. I get a kick out of that. I love it. I just. I. I. I two parts for me. One for what. And y'all burn us. Thank you, Stetson. For what we do, I like it as well. But just from the football player. I hate it because I know it's such a private thing that's, between, that's a, the, right. between a coach and his team. That's the thing. You don't like it getting out. But then some people say, and we've talked about this with recruiting folks and stuff, kids love that stuff. Some you know, some more than others, but yeah. some people do you know, get a kick out of that. I, I know that I've told you I love – one of my favorites was when Jimbo was coaching FSU. They're playing Miami down at Hard Rock. And, uh, and there was one that's at the Showtime piece. So I always love that access. I always love – I love hard knocks. I love – we, I wish every NFL team could do it. Watching the Cardinals this year is kind of interesting to see some stuff going off the rails, but that's why I just I wish you could have that kind of access where you had a camera crew going behind the scenes with Georgia to, to follow this season. Then you can put that out on the street and sell it. I hope that we don't get spoiled with this parades and the pomp and circumstance of winning another championship and how, like, this is just easy. It's not easy. And I hope we don't get spoiled with it, Mike. I'm not telling you we're going to win another one. The third one, if you're telling me right now that this team's going to go <laughs> and three-peat, mm. I would not be willing to tell you that, okay? I wanted another one because I thought they had the ability to do right. it. They brought a lot of pieces back, and I know they put all these guys in the NFL, but I was like, look, they got a chance, and they did it. Three-peat? Mike, you know how hard that is? Oh, I mean, it's unprecedented, but as Pollock told Saban, you're old news! <laughs> So the thing now, it all rests on the shoulders of whoever's going to get that quarterback job. Yes. Because the next group of guys, I got to be honest with you, you and I talked about this back in August. I thought they'd make the playoffs and lose in the semifinal. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought because of losing all the players on defense and the narrative, which I bought into, was Alabama had the upperclassmen, Georgia's got underclassmen, and there's the rub. Alabama didn't handle their business. Georgia did. Stetson played with poise. The defense all showed up. You know, and Jalen Carter, like he missed him for much of the season, but he came on and got stronger as the season went by. So now you got the Bear Alexanders of the world. The big question now is how much uh, is your next offensive line guys that are going to plug in? How good are they? Because you got to protect Carson Becker, Vandegrift. But you've got this thing on the rails. And Alabama's got to replace quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And the other teams in the division are good, but they're not where you are yet. I'm not chasing you. Listen, I'm not going to count them out. All right, Kirby, don't put me down for the list for next year. I'm not counting you guys out. I just know how hard it is to win three in a row. Yeah. But let's not be complacent and happy or satisfied with the idea that, hey, you know, we had another parade. Hey, let's do, let's keep let's keep going. As uh, I love Kirby's comments in L.A. after the game about not letting entitlement creep in, and you know, Squidbilly mentioned it in Yeah Man No Man. I don't know a single person on this planet who had George going seven and five, but whatever it takes to motivate eighteen to tw- or Stetson's case twenty five year old yep. men, it worked. Yeah, it surely did. Hey, what's going to work for our Hawks, guys? Um, How do we get this ship right? I'm not talking about winning on the court. The the organization right now is in a little turmoil. And we're going to hear from Kyle Korver, who stopped by the morning show to answer some of the questions that we're all kind of wondering about. You'll hear it next on Sports Radio 92. Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up 5 o'clock, something the Falcons have to do. We'll tell you about it. 
Um, also, Hawks are winning on the floor. Good weekend. But what's going on off the floor? And uh, Kyle Corver stopped by our morning show today to talk with our guys about his new role. And the first thing they asked him is, how is he adjusting to that role? You know what? A lot better than I thought it would be. I, I didn't really see myself. I always thought I would stay connected to basketball. I mm-hmm. love basketball. Like I love this game. And I always thought I would be connected to it. I always felt like, you know, in life you, you choose something and then you work really hard at it and, and hopefully you learn some things and then it's kind of your responsibility to, to pass it along and let the next generation take it somewhere better than, than you could. Um, and, but I always thought that would gravitate more towards the coaching side, to be honest with you. Um, but I've actually really enjoyed this process. I think, you know, for me, I spent a lot of time with, with player development, so I, I still do get that time on the court with guys and talking with guys. Um, but I, I found myself really enjoying this and, and excited about the vision that, that, that we're uh, creating. All right, so what is, uh, what is an assistant general manager? What, 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 walk me through your kind of duties and responsibilities. What do you, what, what's number one in your list? Yeah, well, number one on my list is player development. Um, I, want, I don't want I, want, I want to have the best player development system in the NBA. Like, there's a lot of teams that are known for this, and I really want us to be known for how smart and intentional we, we're living in this space. Um, so this is going to be a, a big part of my focus. Obviously, there's things with roster and salary and, and all those things, but like player development for me is where I'm going to put a lot of a lot of my focus and energy. Um, I want players when you walk in the door. I don't want people just telling you what to do and you go do the work. I want you to own this career, right? You have an amazing opportunity to maximize uh, this uh, this this opportunity. I, I want you to own it. I want you to know your body. I want you to know your game. I want you to know who you want to be. And then once you tell me those things, we are going to create the smartest, most intentional plans on you being the player that you want to be. And so that's really where I'm focused the most. I feel like, you know, in, in basketball, you can, you can help a team get better in a lot of ways. You can, you can hire people, you can fire people, you can trade people, you can draft people, and you can develop people. And I think our, our intention is to be a, a, a development-first um, organization, and this is a lot of what I'm going to be doing right now. I can tell you right now, Kyle, I, I like the way you sound. Man. You sound like you're real passionate about what you do. But, but at the end of the day, this is, this is the first job on this side of it, being in the front office. What actually is your end game? Do you see yourself being a GM, or where do you see this taking you? I, I, don't, I don't know. I thought I was going to go towards coaching, and now I'm here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I, think, I think I don't have a clear plan of like a career path with this. I think I want to find ways that I can be helpful, ways that I can step into a space and actually use my experiences to help a team, help a player, help a coach get better. And wherever this path leads, it's cool. Um, but I think right now this is a great opportunity. I have a great partner in Landry Fields. Um, I think we're going to have a great partnership. and I'm, I'm just excited about where this is going to take us. You, you got it, John. Former Hawk star Kyle Corver joining John and Hugh on Sports Radio 90 Time the Game. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this team uh, and where they stand at the moment, Kyle, as you see him as the assistant general manager getting ready for this game against Dallas tomorrow. 22-22, and 22, they won three of their last four. We did take it now that the team is finally healthy. What we've seen over the last three uh, games here is the best that this Hawks team has looked, to me, 
all season. Are they finally getting this ship righted? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I, I think I don't know where I cut off exactly, but I think just us getting back to 500 is a big deal. I think the last three games, I think I've really, I've really liked how we've played. I think there's been a certain level of connectivity between our players and coaches, and, and that's really what we want to see. I, I think, you know, the first half last night was lovely basketball, watching us make the plays at the end of the game to win the game. Um, and then getting Clint back out there, it's just such a big deal. You know, he's, he's missed a lot of time this last month, and just seeing him out there, the impact that he has, he's just so he's, he's so big for us. So I think getting back to 500, we got some good vibes in the locker room, and we want to keep on building this thing. You know what, Clint, you, you, I mean, Kyle, you touched on something that uh... – that I, I'm, I'm curious about because I never played basketball, but I, I'm curious. And, and the question is this, how, how important is it for there to be a, a strong connection between the players and the coaches as far as, you know, like, like, I guess the, for lack of a better way to say it, the respect and things of that nature, how important is that connection? It's huge. I mean, life is all about relationships, right? And it's that way in your family, it's that way in your work, it's that way in basketball. And I think, you know, where, where we're trying to go is that there, there's a certain level of trust that, you know, we're going to challenge each other, but we're also going to support each other. And both those things go hand in hand, right? You can't just have high levels of support without high levels of challenge. and You can't have high, have high levels of challenge without high levels of support. And I think where we're trying to go is we have a really good balance of both of those. Mm-hmm. But that all boils down to trust. Right. You have to you have to build trust and trust takes time and trust takes one on one conversations. And so, like I said, between development and, and, and relationships, these are areas that we can keep on pushing in right now and keep on trying to get better at. You know, with, with the 60-win team that you were on, Kyle, that went to the finals, the Eastern Conference finals, that team was as connected, it seemed to me, watching you guys play, uh, you know, in terms of your ability to move the basketball. And you said yesterday that it was beautiful basketball in the first half. That's kind of what it reminded me of. I mean, they moved the ball in the fashion of that team that you were on, that 60-win team that you were on. Why can't we see that every day? Oh, man, that's, that's the great – that's the question for every team. It's not just our team. You know, yeah. there's a certain flow that, you know, when, when teams are playing together, when you have a mindset of how can I make the guy next to me better, right? If I'm going to approach this game and say, like, I'm not out here just trying to score a certain uh, number of points, but how can I make the guy next to me better? What can I do out here? that helps him be at his best. And I think that 60-win team was the best that I'd ever been on in, in that regard. We had guys who we, we knew individually, like we weren't, we weren't super, super talented. We had a lot of really good players, but we didn't have any superstars. And so we knew that for us to be the best versions of ourselves, we had to depend on each other. And I, I look at our team right now, and I, I think you're seeing glimpses of that. I think the last three games, um, you know, I think the first half last night, it was really fun to watch. It was guys playing for each other. And I think that's, a, that's something that every team is pushing for, right? I think, you know, last night we had the good first half. The second half, Miami adjusted. They went into a zone to try to take a lot of that away. It happened. Um, you know, but these are things that, that we're going to keep on preaching and keep on trying to get better at. Okay, Kyle, realistic, because you, you got me excited. I'm not going to lie, because you sound real positive, oh. and, and, and uh, I, I like that. Realistically, how long is this process going to take? Because this is not going to happen overnight. I know we got off to a good start. We're on this three-game winning streak and everything. But how long is this process going to take that you're talking about, getting everybody on the same page and being comfortable? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good question. I, I can't tell the future. I think there's certain things that you can control and there's certain things that you can't. 
right? And there's a lot of things that, that, that we just can't control. But what we can control, going back to what I was saying earlier, is relationships and development. And so for us, the rest of the season, you know, we want to keep winning games. We also want to keep individually getting better. Mm-hmm. Like how, how, how are we individually being better and then trying to leverage that for the greater good of, of the group? And it, it's just, you know, it's every day it's just, it's just one degree shift. And I think, you know, we're trying to lay out a process of how if we can do this every single day, we're going to get there. And, you know, is that six months? Is that a year? Is that three years, five years? We're, you know, we're trying to lay out all that process so that we have our goals and things we're trying to hit. Um, but really it's, it's, it's a daily battle. And so I think, you know, for us, looking at the last three games, and I think we feel good. We're excited about a lot of things that are happening, and we just got to keep on building. Yeah, man, three-game win streak. It was a little, uh, little bit of sweating it out yesterday for the MLK Day special where they blew a 24-point lead and it got down to six points. And you and I talked about it earlier. I thought Reggie Miller really brought some good analysis. Right before DeJounte hit that huge three, he says, here we go. They're, they're scrambling, which means they're kind of playing without poise, and they're reverting back to isolation ball. And he said that's happened too much, Reggie Miller's words, in the first half of the season for the Hawks. That's got to change. If you are Kyle Korver, you don't take the job and think you're going to suck. <laughs> of course he is positive, right. and of course he feels like he can do some of the things that that he wants to contribute to this team. He talked about player development. I think Kyle Corbett can be great at that. I just don't know what you're going to do to improve this team and how we're going to build. I got to see that plan, and I got to see it play out. Mike, what do we got coming up in Yeah, Is Corbett going to have some uh, sit-down with Trey and talk about accountability? All right, got a couple of things for you, Carl. We always get on a certain restaurant for their interminably long waits in the drive-thru. Okay. But I've got to give a that-a-boy. To some folks doing a great job in the fast food business. Well, you were obviously struggling with your illness over the weekend. Yes, yes. My 10-piece family meal was going down pretty smooth, so we'll get into that. Also, the latest thing you got to watch on TV, I waited until after the playoffs last night. I got on this. I know you, sir, are going to love it. I think our audience will, too. We'll explain next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, man, on a Tuesday. Hope everyone had a great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. day and enjoyed yourself and also thought about what it's all about as well. Hey, real quick, I know we want to have fun with Guy Talk, but uh, there was some stuff that broke about 10 minutes ago. The Athens Banner Herald, Mark Weiser, posted it on Twitter. Uh, The crash report, that's not the full investigation, Carl, about what happened after the celebration on Saturday, early hours of Sunday morning that killed uh, Devin Willick and recruiting uh, uh, staffer. Uh, Chandler LaCroix, but it is out there, as most people would imagine, excessive speed and failure to negotiate a, uh, a left curve, and then the vehicle really uh, got uh, it got airborne. Uh, but the, you can read the article in the Athens Banner Herald. It is pretty. I mean, it's 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 you know it's terrible, but it is interesting to find out that uh, the person riding shotgun sitting in the, in the right side of the uh, of of the uh, car was McClendon, who had a seatbelt on, and actually got stitches. If you're on the left side, that's where the car that's that's where Willard was sitting behind her did the most damage apparently in the accident. Yeah. Um 
and again, they continue to investigate, but this is this is the results of what they believed, how this played out. Right, right? when you've ever un- had the unfortunate incidents where you're driving past an accident where you're seeing the police doing all the, you know, sure. got the, you got the, got the measuring stick out and doing all that stuff. That's what they're telling you about happened and the ex- actual incident itself. All right, um, and again, keep these families in your prayers, man. I know Josh Brooks, uh, AD for George, has been on our show numerous times, and the entire Georgia family devastated by this tragedy. So make sure you keep these families in your prayers, man. These young people... Right. It's a tough situation right now. A couple of nonprofits involved that they were involved with, and there's a couple of links under Squid has retweeted some of the things because a lot of folks, the family wants you to, to get involved with that, so you can go look it up online as well. All right, yesterday, uh, you, sir, were uh, under the weather because, again, you talked about it uh, at 4 o'clock. Your profile on Courage, man. You soldiered through. Did a national show wearing a diaper on Sunday from your house. That was that had to be uh, tough. Well, you know, it didn't happen until after I got done. I actually felt great. That was the It was irony. the breakfast. It, it was, was a telltale breakfast. It, yeah, it was afterwards oh. that, that I started to go... <laughs> Oh. Downhill, bro. Downhill. Well, while you were uh, in the reading room, I was enjoying a 10-piece family meal from Popeye's. You know, we always bellyache. I know I do, you do. We talk about the. sometimes it just takes forever. You're in the drive-thru, and you know. I'm at 30 minutes, 45 minutes, sir. Like to the, the Windy Hill location. <laughs> we're out of spicy, sir. You know, all this stuff that just, you know, you love the Popeye's, but occasionally Popeye's just doesn't love you back, back yeah. in the drive-thru experience. Just basically on sheer volume. Nothing else. It's just people enjoy the product. Well, I can tell you this. Sunday morning, I was making rounds. I'm literally like Will Ferrell in old school. Go to Bed Bath & Beyond, Home Depot. Don't have enough time. And then eventually, <laughs> I made my way to Popeye's in Sharpsburg. And brother, two minutes what? from the time I ordered. I mean, actually, from the time I pulled up to the drive-thru. Now, it was early. It was about 11.45. No so way. I just beat the church crowd. Did you say two minutes? Two minutes. And I got my chicken. I was on my way. My biscuits are piping hot. Sitting here, you know, digging in the back, going over the French fries, you know, keep, keep trying to keep the car on the road and, and get home, and then me and I can enjoy the, uh, the, the buffet. I, I am shocked. Two, two minutes? minutes. Two minutes. And I told them, I said, this is the fastest I've ever been to. Just, I know, you've eaten the rush. And it, was, it was great. <laughs> so yeah, I don't want you to think we're a one-way street on this when we are giving love to Popeyes because they did a really nice job. So there you go. That a boy. Uh, yeah. No, to replicate it with her. Uh, it's not the same. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just not. Looks like you guys had fun out there. It's like you saying, hey, we're going to go on a guy's trip. And then you take your wife. There's a reason why it's called a guy's trip. It's just not the same. All right? So I just felt the sense of, well, you know, we could do a, you know, do the belt line again on Monday if you want. So it's not the same. I'm sorry. It's just I, I will say this. It's yeah, like I, ladies. If, ladies, if you're going on a girl's trip. Right. And then your husband's like, well, I want to have some of that fun. Let's right. let, let you and me go back there. Right. It's not going to be the same. The last time you and I were in a Vegas fight, I went took the wife the weekend before. And then the weekend after it was Oliver and Tony and Munson. It's just a different vibe. Different. Hey, by the way, um, biscuits are piping hot. They were. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the, and the food, too. We're at New Realm where we had our big 10th anniversary party. Had a great time back there in October. Yeah. And uh, so I got the dog with me. It's dog friendly. You can be on the patio. Bring your dog. Can't bring the dog in the restaurant. But uh, we're sitting there. All the guys, Hasselhoff, the dude. Rob Tribble was with us. Uh, crazy Bobby Tribble. And the dog is on the leash, and before you know it, and I, I got him, but he's you know he's not doing causing trouble. We look over; he is nuzzled between two like ten and elevens, knockout blondes, and their gaggle of friends, mm. and he's literally shoulder to shoulder with his paws on the table. Hey, what's going on? And they're taking pictures of him. Oh wow! Instagram, Facebook, the whole thing. They've embraced him, right? I mean, we're we're oblivious. We got our back to it. We turn around, we're like, 
Look at that. The dog is making moves. He's, I'm telling you, brother, it's my dad or my so, father. I believe in reincarnation. My old man is in there making moves in, in the dog's body. It's unbelievable. It's you, you've dad. seen it. I'm telling you. When you see the eyes go to Mike Bell ATL. I know some of you guys are you're not dog people. You get sick and tired of me posting dog pictures. I'm the only one that does this. Jim Trotter from Sports Illustrated. A lot of us love our dogs. We'll yeah, tweet it. Yeah. But tell me that dog doesn't have a human soul. I. Uh, so did you let him go purposely is the question. No. I, I mean, that's the thing. It wasn't even a, like a concerted effort. Like, Hey, let's let the dog go make moves. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, we just looked up. He's like, literally, hey, what's going on over here? Okay. <laughs> Belly rub. So, I mean, we're just, I'm incredulous how smooth this dog is. Smoother wow. than I am. I thought maybe you were like, Ike, table six. No, I mean, I would have Oh, okay, okay. He, the dog did it on his own initiative. Hey, speaking of initiative, last night watching the uh, the game, and once the game was over, it was kind of fun if you like to see Tom Brady suffer because he screwed us out of that game earlier in the year. Uh, I flipped around, I caught, and I rewound it. The HBO, and I know not everybody has HBO before you guys start yelling at me, but you and I were on Walking Dead. And i got to be honest, Walking Dead kind of mm-hmm. left me cold the last couple of years. Have you seen or heard of The Last of Us on HBO based on the video game, the PlayStation game? Only the trailer. I'm not, and, you know, to be honest, if it started, I guess it started this weekend? It debuted on Sunday night. Okay. And I'm telling you, bro. I don't know a thing about the backstory. I went on the internet today. Chris, you watch it. What do you think of it, man? It's called the uh, again. It's a it's a zombie type situation. But the move. This, I don't want to give it away. But it's actually based on science. So this one actually, this is one of those zombie apocalypses, Carl, which is slightly plausible. It is going to be the next big series. Okay. Yep. Okay. I, I and I saw the the uh, the trailer for it. I did not watch it. Mm. Now there's another vampire show. Do you know what I'm talking about, Chris? It's either Showtime or HBO. Which uh, with one? the kid? With the kid. Yeah, I, I've I've only seen bits and pieces. Okay. I have not seen this one. Okay, that so looks pretty good. It does, and I've, we, I'm watching that one. Okay, right. and the season's already finished, by the way. But I'm trying to remember what it's called. Mm. You guys will know. But that is out there, and now you're telling me this this is going to be this, it. And this is uh, it's Pedro Pascal from Narcos. Um, he's been in a million things. He was, it was he's in that new one. It's not new anymore. The one that came out where Nicolas Cage kind of makes fun of himself as a as a washed up movie star. Have you ever seen that one? It's on HBO and Showtime now, I think. It's called The uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's basically, it's Nick Cage playing himself, and he can't get any movie deals. No, I've not seen so it. So a, a drug dealer pays him a million dollars to come to his birthday party in Spain. <laughs> Have you, has anybody seen this thing? I saw the trailer for it's, it. I didn't see the it's movie. A li- if I'm honest, it's a little uneven, but it's entertaining. It's, you know, it's not the worst 90 minutes of your life. Showtime. It's called Let the Right One yes. In. Right. That's the one that, that I'm talking about. And That's the, Span- the Spanish actor that was on the bridge. Yes. Remember that one? Yes. Correct. That's the dude. Okay, gotcha. There's so that's- one problem with The Last of Us. They're doing it as a weekly. Which means, oh, so they're going old school. Mm. Not a fan. Okay. As soon as that episode ended, I was like, I want more! Yeah. Yeah, you can't binge watch it. It's old school. That's all HBO, though. That's all HBO. HBO still does it old school. They're not Netflix. Which Netflix is going to stop that, too, by the way. All right. They're they're talking about stopping that soon where they 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 huh. release them slowly, yeah because they, yeah, they, they binge watching is bad. They for you. said they and I don't know if this is going to happen. I read in Autosport that they're going to do <laughs> it really is. They're going to do Drive to Survive in sequences, like four, like almost like four month then four. Which again, I usually sit down and watch all those episodes at once, basically do like a twenty four hour binge watch. And that's what's helped make Formula One so big, following the drivers, all the behind the scenes intrigue. And by the way, just good segue. Lewis Hamilton gets a two-year contract extension. Okay. Uh, it's reported to be upwards of $38 million a year. Yeah. 
He's listen. He's a mega star, man. He's getting paid like quarterbacks mm. in the NFL. I mean, bottom line is, and I would tell you that Mike, he's actually bigger because the sport is such a worldwide phenomenon. Right. Um, traveling the world the way they do, but yeah, Lewis Hamilton. So he's going to stay with Mercedes. He's going to stay with Mercedes. Uh, it's a it's the championship, and right now they're saying the car maybe he's still a little bit behind Red Bull. He gets a twenty-seven million dollar bonus if he wins the world championship, which would be the unprecedented eighth championship. He's yeah. tied with Schumacher for seven. Yeah, would be free something. A nice incentive. Yeah. Hey, last night for about an hour and a half, guess what was uh, trending on Twitter? What's that? Ray Finkel. The fictitious kicker from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, <laughs> laces out, Dan, as the Cowboys kicker, Marr, continued to miss extra point after extra point after extra point. That's funny. Yeah, bad night for him. Cowboys win, though. We're going to get back into what we uh, thought about the playoffs. Coming up, though, Falcon Report straight ahead. Should they do it? I say yes. I'll tell you what that is coming up next. Come on, Brett. You can do it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.